Pollock's out there, and welcome back to Peanut Butter and Biscuits, your Ted Lasso fan cast from the Front Row Network right here on NPR Illinois. And uh, we are nearing the Christmas season, folks, which means it's time to start spreading some content out. Um, is how we're basically thinking about this. But um, I'm Jeremy Deckner. Uh, before we tell you what we're doing here today, and as always joining me, my illustrious co-host, who I always confuse with Ted Lasso, as complimentary as that is, Mr. Craig McFarland. It's the best compliment I've ever received, and I'm glad for both you and Justin last week. I know. Justin did it to you, too. It's uh, I, I think you just radiate that Ted energy. It, it's just happening all over the place. I try to in my daily life, that is for <laughs> sure. But what a, what a heck of an episode and a, a heck of a year we've had as we start to close out 2021, right, buddy? Yeah, this has been a fantastic ride. Um, you know, we kind of started the show on a whim in, in the midst of season two. Um, you know, Apple was good enough to give us an early look at the at the second season, and uh, we just decided we wanted to run with it. And you guys have come along for the journey, and we are quite uh, quite amazed every single time we get to interact with the awesome Ted Lasso community and our fans out there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, this is, I think, going to be our last show of 2021. We are going to take a two-week break for the holidays and uh, come back with the two aces episode which is such a great juicy episode to dive into so we're going to get some time to do some notes or something on that um but today we're actually going to do a, a presentation for you uh what we plan to present at lasso con 2 uh before we had some technology issues and we're going to give it to you full hawk here we're going to give you our ted isms our top five ted isms um that we were that we presented there but now you're going to get the full treatment with all of the crazy video clips and everything um but before that do we have any housekeeping craig but we want to take care of we do have some housekeeping, and uh, we also want to make sure that you know that we're not only just including our top five Tedisms, we're also right. going to go and include some listener Tedisms as well. I kind of put it towards the end of the episode last week that we wanted your submissions, and some of you uh, reached out to us, gave us voice memos, or gave us a written email about your favorite Tedisms, and we'll be sharing those here momentarily. I do want to say... One other thing I mentioned right at the tail end is that we finally did start up a Facebook page for peanut butter yeah. and biscuits. So go and look it up because it's actually a Facebook group, which I prefer so much to pages. Those people out there that run social media know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Groups, you actually get to talk <laughs> and you actually get to communicate with people. We already have over 50 people in that group and we're yeah. already talking Ted Lasso. And actually they were the ones that helped us decide we are going to go ahead and give ourselves a couple of weeks off here at the end of the year, <laughs> because we asked them, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And uh, they were so gracious to say, you know what, take some time and then bring two aces back to us at the beginning of January. But we, so definitely that's housekeeping number one. Go and check out that Peanut Butter and Biscuits Facebook page. Join there. And then also, of course, follow us uh, still on Twitter as well. We have people from all over the world. I just asked all the over. other day uh, <laughs> where, where people are listening from. And we had uh, all, almost like we had so many of the states covered. And then we had Brazil and Ireland. We're going to hear mm -hmm. from Curran, who is in Australia today. I mean, it yeah. is incredible, the people that are listening to the show. And we're that so thread is a lot that. of fun. That thread's a lot of fun also because of the gifts that are going out. <laughs> there you are uh we're interacting with them so much in that and i love it because i love a good gif interaction everyone should some people call it gif but i you know i do enjoy <laughs> making sure I, I throw out a good gif every now and then and then i also did want to say we did get an additional apple podcast rating and we do really appreciate yeah. those yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. listening take just a moment pause this right now go on to apple and give us a rating give us some honest feedback here but uh, Aaliyah said, I discovered this podcast and I'm completely obsessed. 
You guys have increased my love for the show tenfold. I didn't even think that that was possible. So (laughs) thank you for keeping me entertained while I patiently wait for season three. Keep up the amazing work. And thank you so much for continuing to reach out to us. We really really appreciate it. You know, we've been doing this podcasting thing for seven years. And um, there are times where sometimes you speak into the void and you feel a little lonely about that. But this (laughs) show in particular has just been so much interaction coming back. And I get that from my Disney show as well. Uh, Disney fans are great about that. But it's just like something special about these Ted Lasso fans that you're willing to interact with us. And so go join that Facebook page and go do all this. But now we get to get into Tedisms. And Jeremy, I thought what we do is maybe present a few of the Tedisms that our Absolutely. listeners put in yeah. and we can interact to these. So you have not heard these at all. No. I heard them only going so I could test here. them out. Um, <laughs> but I think our first Tedism we're actually going to play and hopefully it comes through. Okay. On the audio is from Matt, who, who is, uh, she is in Ireland uh, coming yeah. with her Tedism here. And so she presented us with a quick Tedism that we are going to go ahead and respond to after it's over. Hi, peanut butter and biscuits. My favorite Tedism is from Keely Jones, and she says, problems, they're like mushrooms. The longer you leave them in the dark, the bigger they'll get. <laughs> that is such a great Tedism, right? Great Coming tedism. from Keely, not the only Keely Jones we're going to hear from uh, uh, while we're listening huh? to these listener Tedisms, or maybe even our top five Tedisms, a little exactly. bit of a teaser. But that this, one's great. This is great. What are your response to this? Yeah, this one's great because uh, it's it, it's what Ted Lasso does so great, right? It gives you this really amazing, immense uh, life advice while giving you comedy at the same time. Um, because look, I, I think all of us can identify with um, putting off our problems and not wanting to deal with our problems. Um, and that never really ends up right, does it? So um, anything, even if it's a humorous way to get you in there, to uh, get you to deal with things when you need to deal with them, I think is uh, is great. That's a great Tedism. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you for listening all the way from Ireland. She's great. She's already in the Facebook group. Uh, She has been a fan since day one, and we are so appreciative of you listening and your support. And here is Kevin, who runs a pretty popular Ted Lasso Twitter account as well. So you'll hear him plug that. But here is his Tedism, and we'll get our reactions on the other side. Hey, guys, it's Kevin, aka at Ted Lasso is life on Twitter and Instagram, where I have over 21,000 total followers. My favorite Tedism is iconic from the icon himself, Jamie Tart. When they have the classic line versus t- panda debate in season one, and Ted asks Jamie for his take, he responds with, Coach on me. Why would I want to be anything else? We know Ted is all about believing, and Jamie's Tedism is the ultimate way of saying that we should believe in ourselves. The scene is hilarious since Jamie says it in a completely different context. But Ted's response reaffirms how psychologically healthy it is to believe in ourselves. I love that, right? What do yeah, you think, this, Jeremy? Th- this one nearly made. And look, if we were doing our individual top five lists, this would probably be um, in my top five. But uh the line is delivered perfectly by Phil. I mean, like, it's just, it's full of that arrogance that is Jamie Tart in season one, but uh, Jason's response is just so fantastic with, I'm not sure you realize how psychologically healthy that is because it comes from the most 
unlikely source um, of anything. It's that line. I remember that so vividly from that whole scene. Um, and not to, you know, not to bury it, but uh, Hannah's line about why she would be a lion after that is uh, pretty amazing too. <laughs> Absolutely. A, a lot of red on that panda, huh? Yeah, but yeah. you know, I, I do love this. I love that it shows uh, even like it, it, it is a perfect encapsulation of Jamie Tart season one not understanding again as ted says how psychologically healthy that is mm. and then the growth that he goes through in season two because i think he would get it more in season two so love yeah. that thank you so much to kevin uh for doing that and then also go and check him out on instagram yeah. or twitter as well he's got some followers man good job he does he does speaking of uh instagram and twitter i believe this gentleman's only on twitter but i'm not entirely sure he might be on instagram as well but this is patrick who runs the account the lasso theory who has contributed to our show before. And he actually provided us with a video clip of his favorite. And he said uh, that, of course, he likes the lines like be curious or be a goldfish, but he actually loves the scene where Trent Krim explains a wrinkle in time. So let's start that up and let's listen to that scene. Enough. I've had it with your mind games and your stupid gifts. I mean, what even is a wrinkle in time? It's a lovely novel. It's the story of a young girl's struggle with the burden of leadership as she journeys through space. Yeah, that's it. Am I supposed to be the little girl? <laughs> I'd like you to be. Right, none of this matters because I'm just doing what everyone in this town is doing and I'm counting down the days until you're gone. Trent, you're a colossal prick. You always have been. Phoebe, come on. Phoebe, come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much to love about that scene. Oh man, I, mean, I love that. He I says, mean, uh, all, just, just to finish real quick what Patrick said, he said, right. this is one of the scenes where we find out that Ted has a vision and he's digging deeper and thinking uh, than the viewer is going to give him credit for, especially in these early episodes. It's so powerful that it's not lost on Trent as well, because he's starting to win over Trent, which of course, by the end of Trent Krim, the independent, that episode three, he has pretty much won over your man, Trent Krim. Yeah, exactly. And I, a Trent's uh, encapsulation of the book is just fantastic. And I just love that, uh, you know, like Ted just literally can't add anything to it. It's just like, yep, that, that's about it. Um, and again, Brett just being perfect, just perfect comedian Brett there. Um, I love that. Yeah, he just also calls them all out there. His little dig at Trent right before he walks away. It's just, it, it's what we've come to notice from, from Brett's uh, comedic delivery in the show. So yeah, great Tedism there. And it really sets like, you know, this this show is digging deeper. And Patrick mentioned that. And that's why there are so many of these Twitter accounts and people following it and podcasts like us. You know, this is a show that is written so well. And so those novels that he's giving out in the locker room early in season one established that Ted really does know these players, even though in the pilot, as we mentioned in our Trent Krim episode with Brandon, uh, in the pilot, you know, it seems like Beard is the one that kind of knows the team. But by mm -hmm. this point, early on, it's clear that Ted has been doing some thinking about who these players are on a personal level as well. Yeah. The next one I want to send, I want to give just a little bit of a, not a warning, but I do want to let you know that Kieran uses some expletives here, but I listened to this <laughs> and uh, I was deeply moved by him sharing this with us. And so it is a little bit of a longer Tedism, 
but holy moly, it speaks to the show. So I'm going to play this out. It is about two and a half minutes long, uh, but I think you'll understand uh, my reaction having first heard this from Curran all the way in Australia. So thank you for sending this over as well. So I don't know whether this really counts as a Tedism, but I'm going to pretend that it does. There's this bit in, I think it's season two, episode two, where Jamie and Ted are meeting in the pub mm. and Ted asks, you know, Jamie how it's going. And he goes, oh, it's awesome. The best. Pretty good. I'm a bit depressed, actually. It's all shit, Ted. And it's played slightly as a joke, but it's still sort of like really earnest. You get to see Jamie's thought process in earnest, you know, as it's happening. And for me, I have this very personal connection with that episode and with that bit and with Jamie because I, I have bipolar and that that's the moment when the penny i think drops for jamie that he's fucked up and then it's all his fault and that you know um you know the sun doesn't shine out of his ass but then we set up from that point you know we set up there that you know jamie does deserve this redemption and for me I have been through that same process that Jamie has over and over and over again. And sometimes you can feel like you don't really deserve um, the change and growth that you can make. Um, but this show always sets out that, that you can. And I've been on medication and been in therapy for about a year now and I look at all the change and growth that I have made and that I can make and I really see that same sort of process happening in Jamie so I have this personal connection and I don't think that's what the writers were getting at you know like Jamie's not bipolar like at least not in canon but it's my Tedism because that that seeing those co those the cogs in his head turn, you know, as he, as he realized, oh shit, I fucked up, and he sort of does that in front of Ted. That's just so real to me. Just excellent. Thank you yes. so much for sharing that, and I think it's something. Yes, that, thank you, Karen. You know, it, we we think about ted and this kind of goofy comedy especially at the beginning and as we moved into season two it's a joke that it's become kind of this 45 minute drama now but it really <laughs> is talking about some of these issues of mental health and of therapy and uh, going through things in your life and going through things with these characters that it, we can understand and relate to as an audience. Like, I understand that there are people that are out there that are enraged at Nate's character right now, but you know, he's going through some things and he's working through some things, much like Jamie was, or much like Ted was, or Rebecca, or any number of the characters that we've come to know and love. And so to have that personal connection to a show like this is incredible. To share it with us mm. is 
heartwarming. Um, and just, I, I can't thank you enough for, first of all, listening to us from Australia, holy moly, but Secondly, to share something like that with us uh, and our audience, you're going to help people by sharing those things. And so, uh, again, I, I we're just, I was truly, we're blessed to have listeners like this uh, that will listen to us and then also contribute. But Jerry, you got anything to add? No, you said it perfectly there, Kira. Um, thank you for writing in. Glad that you're feeling better. Um, my mother has uh, bipolar disorder. Um, and, uh, you know, so I know very very vividly what that's like and it is no picnic um but glad to hear you're doing better and uh yeah that scene i think totally makes that connection um especially because your thoughts do just kind of leap out of your head and you've got so many of them happening all at once which is exactly what phil is doing in that scene he's just letting it all just spill out uh sequentially right one after the other uh further further down until we arrive at the truth um and i called that out in our, our review of that episode as well it's it's a really really great moment Absolutely. So now we have a couple more entries and then we can get to our top five. So first we have Matt Yeager, who I've actually known uh, for a long time. Matt and I used to work together uh, back at the old Best Buy in uh, Illinois. So uh, hi to Matt and thank you so much for listening as well. But he actually wrote something in. He says, Ted to Rebecca after he and Rebecca gave the cash to the singers uh, and when they're singing Christmas carols. So this is about Carol of the Bells. Ted said, I guess that's what I get for taking a tinkle next to John Holmes. And uh, he said, if I was taking a drink or anything, it would have been a spit take 100%. It was funny, unexpected, <laughs> and 100% on the spot for someone would feel in that situation. As always, Ted knew exactly what to say in a good situation. So here is Carol the Bells. First of all, it's the Christmas season. Of, I've of watched course, this yeah. episode like twice already. I plan to watch it more. But, but you know, this is, this is the other side of Ted, right? This is just like that witty banter that you get out of this show that kind of catches you unexpectedly. And it's just hilarious, right? Yeah, no, this one, uh, I, I do love that one. Uh, because also, it's just that heartwarming nature. And it once again, proves to us that Rebecca is a very new person. Um, and even when Ted's at a, a very low point um, in his life here, um, you know, it's good to see that he, even in the midst of a depressing time for him personally, can still kind of have that folksy charming tedism way of speaking um so yeah i i that line made me uh almost spit uh, my my drink out when i was watching that episode yeah and our last one from corinne uh, she got it in she was like oh i'm a late entry but don't worry we definitely wanted to include it here as well so here is hers and we'll talk about it after hello peanut butter and biscuits this is corinne out of buena park california my ted lasso tedism is woman up and ted says that to jamie and roy when they've been butting heads because jamie just wants roy to coach him and jamie's confused because don't don't you mean man up he's like no You've been manning up this entire time and it hasn't gotten you anywhere. <laughs> it's important to take an approach where it's not all ego and it's not all toxic masculinity and it's not all just butting heads, both literally and figuratively, which is what we see with Roy and Jamie um, in multiple instances. I think it's important that we use this type of language to give women a place at the table maybe the head of the table yeah let's let's put them at the head of the table 
And as much as I would love to be able to do this all on my own, we need the men to come along and do it with us. So to have Ted use that specific language is really critical and makes that shift. And it's really important for women and men and boys and girls to hear that shift in language, that women are just as strong, if not stronger, than the men. <laughs> okay, love you, love you, show, bye. Just oh, she's excellent. Awesome. Uh, she's friend. awesome. You know, yeah. she was uh, she was a presenter at LassoCon and she presented about women of Ted Lasso. And immediately following that, I just uh, sent her a message and I was like, we need to get you on our show at some point because Definitely. us being two guys who have very little clue or understanding of women, uh, it would be good <laughs> to hear from a woman about the perspectives of the, the nature of the show and what it means for women as well, uh, as opposed to just us two white guys from the Midwest. But <laughs> Any thoughts that you have here on her Tedism? No, she explained it perfectly there. And I mean, like, look, you and I understand at least one woman enough to trick them into marrying us. So that's something, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's probably the one. Uh, in do we understand our wives? Do we understand them? Perhaps mm -hmm. they should do a peanut butter and biscuits ooh, uh, analyzing ooh, ooh. that question at there some point in the future. But <laughs> that's all that I had from listener submissions. I will say I absolutely loved this part of the show. So moving forward, if you just have something you want to uh, mention to us, yeah, please yeah. continue to send those voice memos, uh, send us those emails at frontrowlasso at gmail.com, join the Facebook group, all that stuff, uh, because that was incredible getting all this mail and being able to share that here with you as well. But now it's time to it get into time. our top five Tedisms for rounding out 2021 here. And again, folks, this is going to be the presentation we were supposed to give full hawk here. Um, we ended up just having to kind of quote it, but uh, we've even got uh, fancy little graphics here, as you can just see switching back and forth. So, all right, we're going to start it off here with number five, our fifth Tedism, counting down to number one. Are we nuts for doing this? Yeah, this is nuts. Hey, but taking all the challenges is a lot like riding a horse, isn't it? If you're comfortable while you're doing it, probably doing it wrong. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I do love this uh, this quote uh, personally, just because, again, it's right there at the beginning um, of the series. And you and I wanted to get something from the first episode. And this one just totally it's a great way of introducing us to Ted's very broad view of the world and just that optimistic lens that he looks through. What did you think of this one? And why did, why did we pick it, Craig? <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And like you said, we wanted to get something from the pilot and that pilot provides so many gifts uh, and everything else that we would have moving forward. But this is kind of a lesser known quote from that first pilot episode. And so we wanted to be sneaky, not necessarily go with the ones you've probably heard a billion times or seen yeah. gifts of <laughs> online. But this is, like you said, if you think back to the uh, entire basis for this show, this is the plane ride where they are leaving the States and going to England. Now, he does tell Henry that at the end of the season, he would be back in America to talk to him and see him. We never mm. saw that as an audience. And so yep. th this is such a huge journey, a personal journey, obviously a professional journey that they're going on. And it is going to be a bumpy ride, but I think they're going to find out a lot about each other along the way. 
whether that's Beard really likes some fancy pants uh, or Ted <laughs> maybe hates a little bit of therapy. But I just think that this is really setting us up for the journey we will go on moving forward. Yeah, and I definitely got to call up my boy Brendan Hunt there with just that very, very nice little thoughtful nod at the end there to uh, <laughs> to get us all the way home. But uh, yeah, a great one to start us off there. You ready for number four? Yeah, before you do that, you know, you mentioned that you're going to show graphics and stuff like that. Are we posting this video somewhere? Damn well, right, man. Okay, yeah, so it'll yeah. be in our Facebook group? Is that yeah. what it is? It? Okay, yeah. I'm like, I had no idea. So, okay. Oh, and this is know. staying in too, this conversation. It's totally <laughs> staying in. All See right. how the sausage gets made, people. Um, <laughs> we planned right. so well. Yes, exactly. All right, here is our number four Tedism. But please, do me this favor, will you? Lift your heads up and look around this locker room. Yeah. Look at everybody else in here. And I want you to be grateful that you're going through this sad moment with all these other folks. Because I promise you, there is something worse out there than being sad, and that is being alone and being sad. Ain't nobody in this room alone. that kills you man that's mm. gonna be that's gonna be an episode and a half when we get there yep yep what are your thoughts on that one craig well it's it's vintage ted lasso it's actually what curran was talking about in uh his tedism as well this idea that uh this show explores aspects of mental health and of potentially a, a horrible time in these players lives i mean they're just now getting re relegated they are at the pinnacle in the premier league and they're now going to be knocked down and have to fight their way back. And so you could take that moment and you could just be really upset about that, or you could move forward. And just in my professional career, you know, I mentioned before I'm a college advisor and, and literally today in, in my office talking to a student who had a really rough semester and I'm going to him, you know, if you, you can take that moment and you can think about it while you're in this office with me, because his response was that he's a bad student. And that's mm. not the case. No, he had so no, many no, no. external factors going into things. And it's like, if you can take that moment and say, you can be sad while you're in here. But as soon as you leave, we're going to look at going forward, right? Onward, forward. And we're going to focus on what we're going to do in future semesters to get that student to graduation. And so that literally is a conversation I got to have today. And it's inspired, in fact, by Ted Lasso and like that idea of not dwelling in the past, but living in the present and planning for the future. That's exactly what Ted wants us to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, we, you said, I said it at LassoCon, but like this whole scene is just immensely emotional in all the right ways. Um, you got, um, yeah, you got uh, Ben Mumford's uh, or Marcus Mumford's uh, You'll Never Walk Alone playing under all of this stuff at the end of this game. Um, but that is, that is just not what I was expecting from that moment. You know, you expect something that's like the rah, 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 we'll rise from this. We'll do We'll get better and stuff like that. But he doesn't deny the sadness. And that's so interesting, especially in the realm of a sports property, a sports film or TV show that they don't, you know, just say, yeah, you know what? Just be sad for a bit. Um, you know, Craig and I are Packer fans. We've had many playoff uh, sadnesses that have happened. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, <laughs> of the last 10 years, I think the Packers, and this is made up, but to me, yes, I believe yes, the yes, Packers yes. have made the NFC championship like 
15 times in at 10 least years. 50 yeah 50 and times, yeah. <laughs> they are not good at executing that last game uh, uh so they have made it to the super bowl once in the aaron Rodgers era and uh, we'll see what happens moving forward getting into but, the weeds there yeah <laughs> i had to watch the last one in uh florida while tampa bay and tom brady uh beat us but i i will say this though but again like that's just that just speaks to Ted there about how the mentally healthy processes, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel sad when sad things happen. Um, but yeah, you're right, Craig, what you said, you got to get up and, and start moving on. So, um, all right, enough of that. Let's get something a little happier. How you, uh, what do you think of that, Craig? That sounds great to me. <laughs> Ready for number three? Let's, here we go. Our number three, Tedism. Nice to meet you, Deborah. <laughs> Boy. I love meeting people's moms. Like reading an instruction manual as to why they're nuts. Let's go! How's Mr. Beard doing, by the way? Full-blown QAnon. <laughs> Full-blown QAnon. I, uh, you know, this is like, we had to include this one, right? And I get that all three of these so far have been Ted. Uh, spoiler alert, they're not all going to be Ted. But this is this is just so funny. And like, it hit at the right moment. And I this was, you know, Matt mentioned the tinkling next to John Holmes as a spit take moment. This was a spit take moment This was for a me. definite I mean, it just, spit take like, for me. <laughs> I was legitimately rolling on the floor. I was so, it was so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, not much to add to this one. It's just, it's a perfect Ted Lasso one-liner um, that is so just dripping with truth. I mean, like when you start to think about it, and of course my boy Beard there, just the full on yell, Brendan Hunt, just you beautiful human, you beautiful human being. Um, I just love the end of that. Um, yeah, I don't have much to add. It's just perfect. It's a perfect one-liner. And it, it feeds into the episode moving forward. You get to learn more about the uh, Rebecca and her mom and the family dynamics that Rebecca has mm -hmm. been dealing with as well, which is going to um, just kind of continue to build up to our season finale in season two. And you get that relationship between Rebecca and her mom that is very, very tense. And then of course, at the funeral starts to become much more of a maternal relationship. And you see mm. them in there, uh, you know, just sitting in the their bed at Rebecca's bed at the end of that episode. And it's just like, Again, this show, and I say it a million times, it might be between our listeners, it may be a drinking game at this point, but <laughs> the show is so well written uh, and they're giving us little bits and pieces of these characters, even in these funny one-liners. Yeah, absolutely. And call out to that episode, <laughs> No Weddings and a Funeral in the Bed, when her mom says like, that's Rick Astley? I thought he was black. Because <laughs> you totally would if you just listened to Never Gonna Give You Up. You would never think it's never like this ginger, this ginger dude, like British down. dude. <laughs> anyway, how about number two? And folks, I want to tell you, Craig fought hard for this one to be up as high as the, it is. This, this was, okay. That this was my selection. I said, Jeremy, you can have whatever you want at number one, but this is going to be number two. <laughs> so here you go, guys. Hi, babe. Hi. Have you got a second? Of course. I'm so sorry. No, don't be. It's good. You helped this panda become a lion. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
God, Craig, got to bring us down again. <laughs> no, I don't. This Explain is great. Yourself. This is this is wonderful. This is this is the relationship. This is one of the most important relationships of the entire series, right here. Keely, who comes in as this kind of bombastic, uh, funny character that could be written off because she's famous for almost being famous. Like she could be just a, a token character in this show. But no, what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that you fall for this character and not be because she's beautiful, not because she's ambitious. She, you're going to fall for her on a human level because she is the us. She's the window into this show because she says what's on her mind, many times what's on the mind of the viewer. And then you see this relationship and this growth from Rebecca. And this is a callback all the way to season one, to the beginning of season one. And you get that because of this big arc of their relationship. It makes sense that they would be having this conversation and it would be difficult and that Rebecca would be so proud and happy, but also sad at the same time. We've all had coworkers, I mean, friends move on or move to a different city or whatever the case may be. And you, you have this moment of just utter sadness, even though you're so happy for the opportunity that they're given. And this is great. Uh, I always misquote it, by the way. I always say you turned this, uh, you, I always miss the helped. You helped mm -hmm. turn this panda into a lion. But seriously, I absolutely love this. This is definitely, it was my Tedism of season two. So that's, you know, that's where I'm at. Yep, absolutely. Not much to add there. Um, it is a, a great encapsulation of their relationship. Very fascinated to see what happens with these two um, as they go into season three with Keely not working at the club anymore, um, doing her own thing. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Let's see if that uh, let's see if that lion uh, roars hard enough for the friendship to keep going. I guess. Um, now I did this to you at LassoCon, but I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna give an honorable mention. And I don't know if you have one as ooh. well, but you don't have. A clip or anything for this because I'm throwing this in. Might but my honorable mention before the before number one is not actually a verbal Tedism. It is the hug that mm. is given between Jamie and Roy in Man City because again that is another capsulation of a relationship that started so rocky at the pilot episode season one episode one and we're given essentially an 18 episode arc all the way to episode eight of season two where that hug means so much between those two characters and it's because of the optimism it's because of the coaching it's because of the teamwork of ted that brings us that moment that beautiful moment in the episode and it just brings tears to your eyes yeah, that that hug is uh, ugh, I'm still feeling it. Uh, I'm still feeling it all the way across the pond. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great one. I don't think I have an honorable mention because this one, our number one is just so perfect. And look, I'm sure it's lots of people's number ones um, because it's there. But we didn't want to take just one line from this. We wanted to present literally the whole thing because this was the moment this exact scene where I was like, this is the show I'm going to love forever. I'm really going to love this show forever. So presented here without context or any explanation needed, our number one Ted is known to all of you Ted Lasso fans as the dark game. You might have guessed, right? You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day I was driving my little boy to school and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman, it was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. So I get back in my car and I'm driving to work and all of a sudden it hits me. 
all them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out, and so they judged everything, and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because <laughs> if they were curious, they would ask questions, you know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? <laughs> Which I would have answered, yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 to I was 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce. I just, I just can't even, I can't even, I can't even. Everything about that is perfect. Every single syllable, every moment is perfect. Um, the fact that he's slapping down Rupert while doing it makes it more perfect. It's perfect on top of perfect. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's just like, I remember watching that and just the way he says barbecue sauce right before throwing that last bullseye is just center yourself, find your happy spot. And I don't know. Every time I'm feeling down, I watch that scene and it picks me right back up. It's like there's a reason why it's in our intro, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> reason why each show uh, starts off with barbecue sauce here on peanut butter and biscuits. I think um, this is the scene. This is probably the the universal scene. If you want someone to get into Ted Lasso without yeah. any context, you're just like, watch this scene and uh, see what you think about it. And And it gives you so many layers there. And Jason's delivery is just so perfect in how he gives that to us as an audience. We know the backstory of Rupert. We know that uh, Rebecca and Ted have been uh, kind of at this weird relationship throughout the whole season where Ted's going to win her over ultimately. But this is certainly when that happens because this comes right on the tails of make Rebecca great again. And I can't wait to cover these episodes. Like yeah. the last half of this first season is just going to be great. Yeah, yeah, that's why we're not going to say it too much about it this time because we're going to dive deep when we get to these episodes, guys. Um, but there you have it, our LassoCon 2 presentation as it was meant to be shown um, here up with our top five Tezism. So um, thank you guys again for an amazing year. Um, it has truly been an amazing ride, and we cannot wait to continue it into 2022 with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, continue to write in, continue to rate and review. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at P. BBFRN or our Facebook group, search for peanut butter and biscuits on Facebook um, and everything else. Uh, we have an email too, Craig, what's our email? It's front row lasso at gmail.com. And I just want to throw in there that your response to this show has given me so much life uh, through yeah. these last few months. And we really do thank you for that. We really do appreciate you. And we really do hope that you have a wonderful end to your 2021 and we can't wait to see you again in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks again, everyone. Um, we will see you next year. Uh, but for now, uh, for Peanut Butter Biscuits, I'm Jeremy Geckner. And I'm Craig McFarland. And as always, folks, be, be goldfish. a goldfish.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.